Section 45 of The World War. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. The World's Story, Volume 15, The World War. Edited by Horatio W. Dresser. Section 45. The British in the Promised Land, 1917, by W. T. Massey. Active steps toward the invasion of Palestine began when the British Army from Egypt, under General Sir Archibald Murray, laid down a railway across the Sinai Desert to Rafa on the Turkish border. A battle with the Turks occurred at Katya, August 4th through 5th, 1916. El Arish was taken by the British December 21st, and Rafa was captured January 9, 1917. The Turks, with 20,000 men, attacked the British near Gaza, March 27th, but were repulsed with the loss of a general and an entire divisional staff and about 8,000 men. The Turks regard Syria and Palestine as highly important, and hence they deeply entrenched themselves between Gaza and Beersheba, with forces numbering fully 120,000. Beersheba was taken by the British November 1st, this victory prepared the way for the capture of Gaza, November 7th, and the scattering of the Turkish army. Ascalon was taken November 10th, and Jaffa, November 18th. The account which follows is by a war correspondent of the London Times. The Editor The Promised Land After twelve months' incessant toil in the Sinai Desert, sometimes fighting hard, always digging, making military works, building railways, constructing pipelines and roads, and forever marching over the heavy, inhospitable wastes, our troops have at last come into the promised land. What a marvelous change of scene. They are in Palestine. Behind them is a hundred miles and more of monotonous sand. Before them, as far as the eye can reach, is unfolded a picture of transcending beauty. No wonder, when the troops come up to Rafa, and look over the billowy downs, they break into rounds of cheers. Before and around us everything is green and fresh. Big patches of barley, for which the plain south of Gaza is famous, shine like emeralds, and the immense tracts of pasture are today as bright and beautiful as the rolling downs at home. I have been out on a reconnaissance over ground evacuated by the Turks and toward positions which the enemy at present holds. The high minaret of Gaza showed itself to us from above the dark framework of trees enclosing the town. That mosque was formerly a Christian church built by the Knights Templars in the 12th century, when the Crusaders fortified themselves within Gaza's walls, but Saladin drove them out. After many centuries, Napoleon's hold on Gaza was merely temporary. British forces are within sight of the town. Away on our right over the abandoned Turkish stronghold of Wali Sheikh Narun is Beersheba, tucked in the plain beneath the southern end of the hills of Judea. These two of the most ancient cities of Palestine. It was in Gaza that Samson was betrayed by Delilah to the Philistines, and Abraham dug the well of the oath in Beersheba, having been seen by some of our troops, and the desert column is exceeding glad. The biggest battle in all Palestine's long history is being fought at Gaza by bodies of troops on both sides. 
immeasurably larger than any armies which have taken part in the countless campaigns of the holy land though we have only fought the first phase it is clear that we are engaged upon the hardest struggle in this age-worn battle area we have gained our first line which we are consolidating but apparently there is a period of trench warfare before us ere we reach the important system of trenches which has lately been cut to turn gaza into a modern fortress of great strength we paid a price for our gains but we inflicted very heavy casualties on the turks whose counter-attacks were repulsed with sanguinary losses with the conditions preeminently favorable to the defense an early decision before gaza must not be expected we had to depose the british forces on a sixteen-mile front practically the whole of which the turks had entrenched deeply the positions we had to attack on the gaza front could not be stronger if the whole country had been built up for defense there are sand dunes two miles deep between the sea and the town and an extraordinary variety of redoubts trenches and pits covering the western town while samson ridge three thousand yards to the southwest is strongly held to secure the enemy observation posts southeast of gaza there is a green plain a mile and a half wide and six miles deep enclosed on the seaside by sand dunes on the north by the town and the east by a range of hills running for alamuntar the spot where samson displayed his prodigious strength the plain is intersected by the wadi guza a ravine with precipitous sides through which the winter rains on the judean hills pour in terrific torrent to the sea it is now dry but crossings have been made for guns cavalry infantry and supply columns the northernmost part of the plain is covered with trenches protecting the town and for two miles to the southeast of alamuntar the enemy on the irregular hills and deep woods at one spot prepared an intricate system connected up with trenches of great defensive power three miles due south of alamuntar is mansoura ridge facing another important series of defenses about a mile farther to the east is sheikh abbas ridge backed by ground torn and cracked as if by an earthquake and looking over the country rolling to the beersheba road east by south are the tiny villages of sihan atawina asaferia and mukaila near which our cavalry fought strong actions against infantry counter-attacking from harara sharia the whole country is extremely difficult for cavalry as it constitutes a continuous bottleneck full of deep ravines but the part played by the mounted troops under these disadvantageous circumstances was superb soon after daybreak on april seventeenth our movement began a war vessel assisted the shore batteries to cover a short advance of infantry to take up positions from which we might hope to secure our first objective at a subsequent date the operations were brilliantly successful we got to our mark on the sand dunes quickly reached the positions in front in a few minutes and took sheikh abbas ridge by half past seven with remarkably small casualties the cavalry were out on the right during this blazing hot morning but it was impossible to hide them owing to every movement raising dense columns of dust a wet night would have been of immense advantage but throughout the operations rain was denied to us on april eighteenth while the country was obscured by dust clouds 
we made ready for the next advance sending much supplies forward the whole terrain was covered with supply columns and when the wind decreased an enormous pall of dust hung over the area an occasional motor rushing across country raised a trail of dust like steam issuing from an express train bombardment of the outer trenches of gaza began as the sun lifted over the black hills of judea on the nineteenth infantry attacks were launched at eight thirty o'clock on the left they gained samson ridge and found the trenches full of turkish dead the enemy observation posts were seized toward alamuntar and south of gaza progress was more difficult and slower but scottish troops went forward with splendid steadiness under a desperately heavy machine-gun fire and ultimately advanced two thousand yards to outpost hill south of alamuntar where they have consolidated their gains there was also considerable progress from sheikh abbas ridge between nine and ten i saw a tank go into action against a green hill near a warren in front of alamuntar she stood with her nose poised in the air across a trench down which her crew poured rapid fire right and left then she crossed the trench and turned south the austrian gunners with the turks soon found the range and turned an immense volume of fire on the tank which seemed completely surrounded by bursting high explosive shells for several minutes i lost sight of her but presently she emerged pursuing the uneven tenor of her way toward our lines then a second succession of rapid artillery fire again enveloped the tank when the fire ceased she had disappeared i thought she had been smashed to pieces but i learned she dropped back into the trench we had captured during the day particularly in the afternoon our mounted troops were heavily engaged the turks made five desperate counter-attacks with infantry against the mounted troops and camel corps though inflicting considerable losses on us they must have suffered severe casualties one heroic episode i did not see but i repeated from the evidence of competent witnesses it was an effort by sixty men of the camel corps the enemy had concentrated considerable forces at one spot to break through a junior officer of the camel corps saw the preparation and took his men forward with two machine guns up a grassy slope to prevent the advance with absolutely no cover his small party crept on stealthily undeterred by a murderous machine-gun fire in what was a forlorn hope a tremendous shell-fire fell about them but the party gradually becoming smaller through inevitable losses pressed on until within three hundred yards the crest was lined with scores of machine-guns and hundreds of riflemen there they stopped and kept the turks from issuing to attack by sound and accurate bursts of fire every time the enemy showed themselves for an hour and a half this gradually reduced band staved off attack until everyone was hit most of them were killed and the wounded fell into turkish hands it was too late in the day for the turks to get through my informant declared that every camel corps man in this section deserved the victoria cross whether he be alive or dead end of section forty five